You're listening to Having a Chat, the show where we talk to interesting people with interesting tastes in music about the music that they love. I'm Alex Spears, and this week on the show, we are chatting with Kermit Leverage, one half of the Manchester-based duo Black Grape. Kermit came out of a group called the Ruthless Rap Assassins at the beginning of the 90s to form Black Grape with former Happy Mondays frontman Sean Ryder. Black Grape truly are one of the best and most unique bands to come out of the UK in the last several decades, and they're about to go on the road in the UK, so we're very excited to have Kermit with us to chat about some music. This is Having a Chat. All right, Kermit, thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for joining us. Hey, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first thing I wanted to ask you about, um, we're going we're gonna to talk about Black Grape tunes for the most part um, when discussing like your stuff, um, just because, you know, like you guys are about to hit the road. And- yes, we are. I want to talk about Rap Assassins for a sec. Oh, uh, wow. Do you know what? Everybody keeps asking me about the Rap Assassins recently. The, the past few, past couple of years, all I've got is Rap Assassins, Rap Assassins, Rap Assassins, Rap Assassins. Well, and I didn't know much about them, like about you guys until recently. And I started listening to it. And it's great, man. Like, it's really, really great. But th- w- there was one song that particularly sort of jumped out at me. And the reason why it jumped out at me is because there's a Happy Monday sample in it. No, no, it's not Happy Monday sample. You're wrong. Go ahead. Okay, well, Road for Luck and the crew from the north? Crew from the north. No, no, no. Do you know that? That was a big sample at the time. And if you go back to NWA. Really? You know, Express Yourself. Listen to Express Yourself. Yeah. But NWA, and you'll hear that groove in there. I can't remember where the groove came from. Anderson was the one. And it was just pure coincidence that we fucking used the groove. The Mondays used the groove. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's pure coincidence. It was just a big groove in the clubs. It's, I can't remember the uh, where the actual break came from. I have to speak to um, Dan C, you know what I mean? Or Anderson. Right. You know what I mean? They're the turntablist. Right. But it's a great sample, though. Like, it, it's, oh, it's, I know. Like, it's, it's such it's a cool groove, man. Raw, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. R A W, Ruthless yeah. and Wild Me. <laughs> yeah, man. For real. For real. Um, so, like, I guess with that, like, in past interviews, you really, like, kind of put down the notion that Black Grape were a Britpop band. And I totally agree. And like, I'm always surprised to see. <laughs> no, 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 guys... no, 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 sorry. Really good weed. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got it. Oh, that's, oh, that's quite surprising. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. We get lumped in with all that. But, but we did our own thing. We did our own thing. Exactly. You know, we were like, I worked in the Rap Assassins. Yeah. And, you know, Sean works like a rapper. Mm-hmm. You listen to Sean's lyrics. You know what I mean? He's a fucking MC. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, he's a Soulfordian MC. He's the best MC out of fucking Soulford. I give him props for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it was easy to work with him. You know, we listen to a lot of the same stuff. So why? Why do you think you get lumped into that category? So like, it's it's always struck me as bizarre. Because it's um, time and place. Yeah. Time and place. 
You know, I mean, that's all it is. People are a little bit lazy too, eh? Like they yeah, just- yeah, yeah, yeah. Lazy journalism. You know, fuck them and anyone who looks like him. That's yeah, what I yeah. say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so obviously, um, Bez is not in Black Grape anymore, but I- I've I've been. Like literally from the the first, I think it was either the first or second version of the show. We devoted like ten minutes to talking about him, uh, and just like this fascination with him. And, and we ha- we had Gaz Whalen from the Mondays on the show as well. And like, and I'm always interested in like from people who were in a band with him. From the outside looking in, his role is kind of unexplainable. But what did you feel he brought to the group? What did Bez bring? To, to, he brought Bez. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've known Bez longer than I've known Sean. Bez was the one who introduced me to Sean. Yeah, exactly. Bez used to come to my side where, where I used to live at the time. And, uh, well, he, he used to come to see me for something. Yeah, okay. You know okay. what I mean? And, and um, I was in the rap assassins and, and, he, and he knew that. And he came one day and he went, I'm in a band. I was like, what? <laughs> You're in a band? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come down and we're playing at the Hacienda. So I went down because I was really curious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course, of course. And um, that's when I first met Sean, when the Mondays were playing there. And that was the night I did my first E. Yeah, Bez gave me my first E ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I've heard so many stories on doing this show of like someone from the Mondays giving someone else their first E <laughs> at Hacienda. Like, it's, it's crazy. These guys were just doling it out yeah. to everybody. Like, Bez comes across like he's, he's, he's all, hey, Mr. Soft and all wobbly. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, like them things. Yeah, yeah, the wacky waving inflatable yeah, yeah, arm flailing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I got you. Know you. I mean, people seem like that, but I know um, Bez for a lot of years. Must be like thirty-five years, maybe, probably more. Yeah, and like he's one of the most intelligent dudes I know. Right, he's he's you know he does best. Yeah, and I love him for that, and I yeah. love him for that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have it's, it's in the laundry. Otherwise, I would have worn it. I have a, I have a t-shirt with his face on it. Um, and, I have as well. I, yeah. I have as well from the from the palace collab. Yeah. No, no, it was, uh, it's like a, oh, I'm not going to go and find it. Now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's like awesome. this graffiti um, ice. I know he did some um, graffiti t-shirts of um, of oh, us. Sweet. <laughs> um, so I want to get your thoughts i mean something that we that we've talked a lot about on the show before with like past guests is the sort of the the current state of like contemporary hip-hop in the uk um and as someone who's been around the block you know for a long time like i'm really interested in just kind of getting your take on it um like it, it seems like it, it's sort of reached at least the north american mainstream obviously we're on that in a way that it hasn't before it's about time it's about time yeah. you know what i mean like uh, you know Living in England, you have your own experience. You have your own black experience. Yeah, and it, it's taken a while for our experiences to translate. Mm-hmm. You know, in North America and everything, and we're living in a global village. Like when we started, and we started rapping with our own accents and everything, it was weird. But um, you know, and I, I love my rap. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, and I keep an eye on it. I'm, I'm. I'm not as plugged in as I should be. Right. Do you know what I mean? I'm an old man, but uh, I see what certain people are doing and, and and I see the evolution of it and it's got its own identity now. Right. British rap has got its own identity now. It, it was like a bastard child 
of the uh, the American experience at one time, right? And 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 we try to change that. And if you have an artist at the time, and and it's nice to see there's, there's like people like uh, like from Manchester. There's like Bugsy and 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 and, and skills and there's fucking um, children of Zeus, man. These guys are, are, are doing shit and and they're talking about right here, right now, man. Yeah, for you real. know, and I can feel them and and like nothing ain't changed for them. Yeah, no, of nothing course. ain't changed for them from we were doing the rap assassins, man. And I can feel it from the lyrics and like, yeah, nothing ain't changed, man. There ain't no justice, just us, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. For real, for real. You know, I mean, uh, recently there's a guy I know called Sefton. Uh, he's like a beatboxer. Remember, you know, Chad Jackson did a track. He might think. It's a big hit of in Europe. It was a hit. Hear the drum, dick. Hear the drum, it get wicked. Right. And, all that. and Chad did his track and he went with Sefton. This guy, he's put on... Um, He's um, got all this stuff. All this, they've put on a hip-hop exhibition in Manchester about all the, um, you know, all the crews and everything. I don't know. Yeah, if, of course. The launch of it was, um, like, about two weeks ago. And I got there, and it was so nice to see all the old breakers. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're all old and everything. Right. It's, it's, it's more hip-hop than hip hop right you know what I mean they're all a bit old now that's very clever and it, and it was nice to see them though do you know what I mean and it's like oh my god look at this thing that we've done yeah yeah I can see the lineage in it I mean when I found out that um, break dancing was going to be um, in the Olympics right it was like oh my god yeah you know what I mean like um, crazy yeah hip hop's taking over the world and it doesn't matter where you come from. It's about your experience. Yeah, and that's exactly. what I love about it. I know. I, I mean, you get all this shit about cultural appropriation and, oh, they're too black. They're trying to do this. But 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 that's what it is. It's, it's, it, 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 you know, we're all congealing. We're all congealing as a species, man. We're congealing as a species, man. You know what I mean? It's bound to happen. And 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 and, and that's what goes on. Yeah, that's what yeah. goes. You feel me? Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, and, and, no, and we're just lucky that we get to like hear this music. It's 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 absolutely uh, We're not lucky. We're thermodynamic miracles, man. We're not lucky. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, man. Um, I wanna ask you about Kelly's heroes. Um this is a song I, I was just uh, up at a friend's cottage in Montreal and we were like we were singing this song like nice <laughs> yeah. um, th- but this song has been like one of the soundtracks of my summer um, and my understanding is that it's about sort of the you know idolization of celebrity and whatnot and it seems like that's yes it is yeah yeah like and it seems like that's like a more relevant topic than ever before like how, how do you oh. feel like this song sort of applies now oh. Fucking hell, like Andrew Warhol said, like, in the future, everybody will be famous for 15 seconds. Yeah. And he was spot on. He was a prophet when he said that. Yeah. And and that's the way it is. You get these, like, little small people that go on TV shows and they, they just get elevated to the status. It's like, uh, how can I put it? It's like, you know, like, you got influencers now and, and you know, 
you know, Instagram influences. It's like, but what did it actually add to culture? Yeah. What do they create? You know, they, you know, they're just steam, man. Yeah. I just find it weird. And like, even from back then, because, um, you know, I've been in bands and I've been successful and I've met people that have been really successful, like world-known, like movie stars and everything and hung out with them. I'm not going to say no names. And I've hung out with people and I've seen how their lives are. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Do you know, it's just insane. It's just yeah. Ins- and, and, and yeah, that's what that's about, man. Is there is there an extent to which so I mean like so someone as we were saying before, like one of one of the one of the people who or who inspired me to get back into what I'm doing now professionally is Alan McGee, um, your guys' manager and Alan uh, Fucking Alan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well but is there is there an extent to which it's healthy, right? Like is there like it, do you see there being like I guess like I think, I think there was certainly a time in my life where I idolized Alan McGee. Oh um, shit! I've idolized people. Yeah, it can be healthy, but you've got these people doing shit that is vacuous. Yeah, and, and it has no value, and it's soul destroying. Yeah, and 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 they're spewing this shit out, and they're getting views. You know what I mean? Like it's just insane. You know, we should be holding on to rocks and trees and screaming that we're that we're on a rock flying through space, but we're not. Yeah. We're sending pictures of fucking cats and shit. <laughs> you know me? Yeah. Man. Oh damn. Yeah, sometimes I just feel like that. there were involved people and there are uninvolved people. Right. And there are no pets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't talk to me about heroes. Most of these men sing like subs. Don't talk to me about your big, big heroes. Most of these men sing like subs. We're gonna we're gonna start off with um, Bunny Whaler, uh, Blackheart uh, Man. What do you just give me give me the lowdown? What are you liking about this one? Yeah, man. Um, when when I got the um, email and it and it said um, five tracks, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, I was like, shit, that's a big question, man. In your life yeah. and everything. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I've done these sort of um, questionnaires before, but like, it changes constantly. Of course. Depends what you're vibing on. Yeah. And I've been, I, you know what I mean? But the first one that came to my head was Black Heart Man by Bunny Whaler. Obviously, I'm West Indian descent. My parents are from Jamaica. Right. And um, there's like, a, there, there, there was this tale of the Rasta men that, you know, when my kid, when my folks were growing up, they'd come and steal your children. Do you know what I mean? Because like, there were these guys in the hills doing their thing. And that's what, that's what this album's about. 
And then he, he goes through this experience of being told that. And then he realizes that at the end, when he's grown up, that he has become that. Right, right, right. The, the black heart man, he's become that. But yeah, he's definitely in my, in my top three albums ever, that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, the whole album is it's on a different level. He gets into stuff and yeah, he, he was a righteous raster man. And them rast them old rasters know, man. I've I've spent time in Jamaica. You know what I mean, and and hung out with him, and and Bunda chill him, and and don't you know what I mean, and uh, the knowledge. I mean, I, I remember being in a uh, Montego Bay, and uh, we gone to this bar, and there was this Rastaman. He he, he approached us. He had his fucking Bible, a King James version of the Bible about this big. He had all these like you know like stickers where we'd. You know, been doing it and like highlighting, and and the Bible was fat, man, with extra knowledge from this restaurant. And, and we we got talking, and I said to him, "What are you doing with the Bible? Hear him? I'm fixing the Bible." <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" There you go. I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, don't fuck with them old restaurants. Yeah, yeah, let them do their thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Growing in a neighborhood for such a long time that is filled with fear. I can't cohere, can't cohere, and I ain't supposed to go anywhere, anywhere at all. When I ask my mom if she could let out and play like little children do. She said, Be careful of the stranger giving candies to children and then take them away. Um, all right, uh, Salt Untitled Rise album. Oh, uh, my down. What's up? God, I, I, do you know what? It summed up for me. The album has summed up, you know, the George Floyd thing and all that, the Black Lives Matter thing, all the shit that's going on. This album encapsulated it for me. All right. that feeling and that energy, right? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I can say about it. You have to listen to it. It's, yeah, no, man, I'm, I'm so It's on a level. It's on yeah. a level, man. Everybody, yeah, yeah. I turn people onto it on the regular. Yeah. You know well, I got I mean? your email now, so I'm going to bug you and tell you what I think ah, about it when I listen to it. No, that's good, man. <laughs> that's good, man. That's my job, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you know. Why did you judge me?
Um, all right. Agent Sasko, theory of regativity. Uh, you know, fabulous pun, obviously. But uh, but what do you like about the record? Oh, shit. I heard a track and I thought it was Budja Banton because I love Budja. Right. I love, oh, I love Budja. Jamaica loves Budja. And, 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 I heard of, and I thought, oh, that's Budja. And I went to download the track. And I was like, Agent Sasko. And I thought, who's this? And I, I checked out some of his tracks and I got to this album and I listened to it from top to bottom. That man is seriously Jamaican and the vibes on it. But I've been vibing off him recently. I've been vibing off him. And I've been listening to Maccabee, old school reggae music, Maccabee from, you know, from London town, because I've been trying to cut out the meat and everything. I had a trip a bit ago and, um, he just told me meat was bad, man. Really? You okay. I mean? yeah, oh, oh, shit. He told me meat was bad. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's just made me operate at a different, different frequency. Right. You feel right. me? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. to keep you rounded in your sanity But if I told you that the future Everything before us was written in the chorus That mean me tell you about the theory of regativity Me a warn about the theory of regativity Come and study about the theory of regativity You can feel the electricity But positive, no negativity And the theory of regativity Me a warn about the theory of regativity Yeah, come and study about the theory of um, all right, uh, Linnaeus, hold my hand. Oh, that's that's the track. That's the first track I heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did this stuff, uh, blind arcade stuff that we did, did with Greg Wilson and um, and EVM one two eight. Luke was the one who turned me on to this. He said, "Listen to this track," and, and um, this is the first one I heard. And oh, it's just the production. Actually, there's another one. By the same band that's not on the album, yeah, it's called Elsewhere. Okay, I was just astounded. I was just astounded by the production and the oh. I mean, what just, what what genre is it? You said it's not reggae, but what it like? What's it's not reggae. It's, it's, it's just good, eh? It's it's soul music, man. It's, yeah. I don't know, you know. What I mean, I I listen to a lot of things. I listen to classical. I listen to a lot of jazz. I'm a reader. I'm a reader. Yeah. I'm a reader. So soak it all in. Those, yeah, I need to fill those spaces, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? Hold my hand. I've been drinking. Take me home, 
Um, all right, so last of the albums that you've picked, Green Tea Pang's latest album. Oh. An artist that's just been like the talk of the town, it seems, like absolutely killing it. Uh, um, what do you what do you like about this record? Well, you know, <laughs> I don't have to tell you. you yeah, know, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's a real British album. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's a black British experience. Right. What we were doing in the rap assassins back in the day, I couldn't relate to it. You know what I mean? I could feel the connections. Right. You feel me? Why is it, do you think, that like a lot of British groups kind of it, it does seem like a lot of the time they'll try and tone down the Britishness. I mean, like I you know, you, you can talk about like Alex Turner sort of seemingly toning down. Making money. Yeah. Making <laughs> money. It's, it's all about the Benjamins, man. Yeah. Money has never been my motivator. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. You just did it yeah. for the art. Yeah. In a battle, swell like city kids, we need a poverty line. I'm feeding my senses. Food for thought is money was spent. Because most of our so called knowledge is rented, invented, depends on flipper friends. Social scenarios, holler like Cheerios, you hear me though. Never thought I'd be coming out your stereo. But there we go. Mac to be all, it's retaining now. Not at the same Being a man today Not at the same Not at the same Being a man today So I want to. We're gonna wrap up by talking about um, "In the Name of the Father." This was like the first song by you guys that I ever heard. Heard it a couple of years ago for the first time, and it's like it's I not. Stop- have you not listened to the album? Then it's great when you're straight. Of course, I've listened to it. Okay, have you listened to um? What's the second one called? I can't remember. Have you listened to Pop View, dude? Yeah, I, I was listening to all three, um, like, okay. throughout the day today. All, all right, you're doing your research. Okay. Yeah, come okay. on, come on. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. I tip my hat to you, sir. Yes, sir, yes. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, but this one I, I wanted to talk about just because, like, it, it's it's one that I, you know, my, it's fun. I, I told my girlfriend last night that I was having you on today, and she said, who's Black Grape? And I sang this one, and she said, I've never heard it, but I've heard you singing it around the house. <laughs> so, like, that's kind of, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at with this one. Um, okay. Okay. Like, obviously, there's religious themes in this. Like, are, are those religious themes, like, very serious or are they tongue in cheek? It's religion. Of course, it's serious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're talking, we're talking about the human soul yeah. and corruption. Yeah. And what's moral. Yeah. And everything. Oh, it's deep themes, but done in a, a tongue in cheek, cheek way. You know, I mean, that whole, you know, that whole first album, you know, I know I was having a crisis of faith and I know Sean was, and we were right. doing shitloads of drugs at the time. Right. So, yeah, man, you know, gets into stuff, you know, like um, about the Pope and the Nazis and, all, you know what I mean? It, yeah. You know, it's just the way it is, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Once you got people's bodies in the groove, then you can get their minds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then enough. you can get their minds. It's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's subliminal cuts, man. Yeah, I hear you. 20, 25 years out from this album being released, like, do, does it still is it still like a meaningful song to you? Um. Well, wow. There's not many places I go to people's houses that I've gone to the first time and they've not got a copy of that album. Right. 
on CD. Do you know what I mean? It's like uh, it's in the zeitgeist, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a it was a moment in time, and uh, it still sounds good today. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Crazy. And like we do the we, we do the, the gigs and to have a crowd seeing stuff back to you is it's an awesome feeling, especially when you know that it's that it's on a certain level. Yeah. You know, when you get it in, it's, it, yeah, man. Yeah. Like a quarter of a century later, man. Like the, the fact that like I'm here in Toronto like walking around the house several times a day singing this tune is it's it, it, there crazy. we go yeah. <laughs> love it man love it yes we like Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're getting to the end of the show now. So I'm going to give you a chance to plug the upcoming tour dates. Oh shit! I haven't got them. You can just say, "Look them up. Look them up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing stuff. We're on the road. Check us out. Blah blah blah. I have how many children and I live where? Yeah. Blah blah blah. You know <laughs> okay. It. You know it. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for your time. All right. Blessings, man. What's your stuff? Yeah, yeah. Enjoy, the, enjoy those tunes. I know yeah. you will. Walk with grace, bro. Thank you, man. Thanks very much to Kermit for joining us on the show this week. As always, you can find full versions of this show wherever you get your podcasts or at havingachat.com. The show is produced by myself and Alex Anderson. Social media and marketing materials are done by Petra Walker. So don't forget to check us out on social media at havingachat. Theme music is composed by Duncan Briggs and Sugar Glass. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.